promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown upon the soil is the smallest of all the seeds in the ground, and when sown it comes up and grows taller than all the garden plants and produces large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade. He was speaking the word to them with many parables like these as they were able to understand. He did not speak to them without a parable. Privately, however, he explained everything to his own disciples. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is from Mark 4, 26 through 34, our Gospel reading that we have coming up for this Sunday. And here in the green season, uh, we have Jesus, a lot of his teaching. And here he's explaining to us the kingdom of God, even though we try to see the kingdom of God as other things, don't we? we we've been sucked into a world where we think the kingdom of God is something that we bring onto the earth of our own doing. It doesn't matter about your political spectrum, where you where you are on it. If, if you're someone who is rather conservative or to the right, you have a particular view of this sort of theocratic type world in which, uh, well, we're just going to obey the Ten Commandments and we're going to bring in the law in this way and, and we're going to make a perfect world here on earth. And then the other side basically wants to do the same thing, except uh, we see it as, as justice issues and all these things that we're going to take care of all sin in the world without Jesus needing to die for it because we're going to make sure that there's just justice everywhere, even though it's something that we often have to compel people into doing, that we have to pass laws to compel them in order to perform justice, which then is just injustice in and of itself because it's not people doing justice out of their heart, doing justice in the way that the, the word tells us it's going to come, that it's going to happen spontaneously out of the heart. No, instead, uh, we try to force it. Well, here, Jesus is, is making the case for the fact that the kingdom of God comes in a way that we do not see, that we do not understand, and it's not in the way that we want it to. The kingdom of God is like this, he said, a man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The kingdom of God being something that is not something that we create. It's not something that we labor over. It, it happens on its own, that the Holy Spirit comes and does its work in and among us, in the church, in our communities, in our homes. Growing faith in God, growing growing faith in the Creator, growing faith in the Son of God who, who gives himself for us and nurtures that faith so that we grow, we bear fruit, and then we are harvested at the end of the age uh, to be gathered into the kingdom of God. And then he gives the mustard seed one, which most of us know. <laughs> 
And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown upon the soil is the smallest of all the seeds on the ground. When sown, it comes up and grows taller than all the garden plants and produces large branches so that the birds in the sky can nest in its shade. This, this picture of taking something so small, so insignificant, something that is, is not that big of a deal. And then we take it, we plant it, and something amazing comes from that tiny little thing. And it, and it happens without our working. Because I've planted plenty of seeds in my life and they haven't grown. And then there's other things that grow in my yard, right? Weeds, new oak trees, all sorts of things that grow in my yard that I wish wouldn't grow. I can grow weeds, I can grow oak trees, but I can't grow anything else, basically, that I want to grow. And those things happen without my control over it. It happens as part of the world working. And here we have this picture of the kingdom doing the exact same thing, except here it's this small, tiny little seed, this insignificant thing that you would, you could sweep up in the dustpan and throw away if you didn't know the difference and yet it grows and it flourishes and it gives shelter and it gives life and it and it and it it provides a home it provides a space for the birds of the air to nest that the kingdom of god becomes our home the kingdom of god becomes something that happens on its own spontane- spontaneity being the the bedrock of it that god works in ways that are mysterious that we cannot understand And then he finally says that he was speaking the word to them in these parables, in part because he wanted to make sure that we wouldn't understand, right? But that it's this picture of instead of us making, doing grand things, amazing things, building great buildings and and plaques and statues and and all these things to all this greatness. And we we go around deciding, well, this is what the kingdom of God is supposed to be, that we're going to bring the kingdom of God to earth. Ta-da! When the reality is the kingdom of God is already working here. The kingdom of God coming on its own accord, as the small catechism tells us. That the kingdom of God comes without our prayer. But they, we ask and we beg that it comes to us. That's part of the, the explanation to one of the, the, I think it's the third petition. I don't remember. Third petition of the Lord's Prayer. Second, something like that. Um, that uh, it comes on its own and it comes to us. And it does its work. And we pray that that would continue to be the case. That God would continue to work in that way in us because then it transforms us without our trying to make the kingdom of God the way that we want it to be. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek, although lately I've been watching a lot of Star Wars. I've been trying to catch up on Rebels and, and those sorts of things so I can watch Bad Batch with my son. Um, but I'm a huge Star Trek fan to the point that I'll be sitting in my office getting work done and I'll have you know, like it's the 35-year anniversary of, of the Wrath of Khan. I, I'll have the soundtrack playing today, probably. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you watch the show, and it's all about this utopian future that um, Gene Roddenberry had in mind of no more sickness, no more poverty. People still die, though, right? People still get lost. They still have to do funerals. 
So it's not that big of a utopia. But then you have them traveling around the universe, the galaxy, and they're, and they're coming across all these other cultures that are absolutely not like them. The complete opposite of them. And then you get to, to a show like DS9, which I love, Deep Space Nine, which is awesome. It's probably one of the best, next to Star Trek Next Generation, it's probably one of the best series that, that Star Trek ever put together. And it, it's a lot darker. There's not much utopia. It's the Federation at war for a large percentage of the series. You, you have trouble brewing often. You have, have the Federation coming in the middle of a repatriation in which a, a planet has been rescued from its overlords. And yet you have all this residue from that where it's a much greater portrayal of the reality of sin. And the fact that we can always want to have a utopia, we can always want it to look great, but we can never imagine that there will be people that would, number one, maybe fight against it, but, but number two, realize that maybe we are not doing what it is that we think we're doing, that we're not necessarily bringing the kingdom of God, especially in which we have to force people to, to certain things against their will, in which then they're going to fight against us. And that's not the kingdom of God at all. The kingdom of God comes and does its work and bears fruit and it grows and it flourishes and provides a home. And that is what we hold on to, knowing that that comes through his word, through his sacraments through his blessings that he offers to us. That we say thanks be to God. Let's pray. O God, you are the tree of life, offering shelter to all the world. Graft us into yourself and nurture our growth that we may bear your truth and love to those in need through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, church, we pray that things go well with you for the remainder of today and this weekend. We will see you on Sunday at Faith. We'll be doing a baptism, plus we're going to be celebrating the 15-year anniversary of being in the building that Faith is in. And maybe we'll be preaching a little bit about mustard seed faith with that as well. But anyways, I hope that you have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Sunday. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.